0: Hi, my name is Mackenzie, and I read The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And my name is Sarah, and I read The Alchemist by Paula Colo. And my name's Helena, and I read the book uh,
1: Milk and Honey by Rupi Carr.
0: So um, in The Hate You Give, Star Carter was just the average like African-American girl, but she was forced to learn how to adapt to her surroundings and grow up being black surrounded by white people, which was hard because she had to meet certain expectations that the white people wanted her to live up to that she just wasn't like used to and throughout all of this <clears throat> she lost herself by not knowing who she was or how to identify herself as the witness to her friend's shooting and her friend got shot by police it was unprovoked he was unarmed and that just kind of started her like movement into being unsure of who she was and so Star began to find her voice and speak out for what she believed in, even with all the adversity that she faced.
2: Okay, so The Alchemist is about a young shepherd named Santiago. He travels from his home in Spain to the desert of Egypt in search of a treasure in his recurring dream that he has. Along the way, he meets a gypsy woman, an old man who calls himself a king, a crystal merchant, and an alchemist, who all helped him to achieve his personal legend in finding the treasure. He also encounters obstacles like thieves, his, um, his love, and the fear of defeat. As he comes closer to achieving his personal legend, the boy is able to understand omens, the language of the world, and how to listen to his heart. Ultimately, he gains more treasure from the journey alone than the treasure itself. Many times throughout the story, he is, reading, he is ready to give up or put something or someone before his personal legend, but the words of the old king always rang ri- through his head. Muktub. it is written the word stuck with him throughout his long journey to remind him that he is exactly where he's supposed to be and he's doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing the author Pol- paulo colo has had faced a similar type of journey as he had as he had to give up his dream of being a songwriter to pursue to pursue writing just how santiago gave up being a shepherd to make his dream a reality while the process of selling while in the process of selling the book he struggled but he never gave up on his dream no matter what others said. Paulo wrote this book to encourage himself and others to follow their own personal legend.
1: And my book, Milk and Honey, was written by Rupi Kaur. Um, She was born in northern India, and her dad left as a refugee because of the genocides of the Sikhs in India at the time. And he left his wife and daughter, Rupi, the author. And she eventually went to Canada um, after three years of living in India. And she carried those memories that she made in India and carried them with her to her new home in Canada. And some of them were good and some of them were bad. And she created new ones there as well that were also good and bad. And um, Ruby, she's a woman, a daughter, and a poet in real life. And the poems and short stories in Milk and Honey are a collection of pieces of her life. And the book was published in 2016. And at that time, the Me Too movement had like started taking force again. And the author of the book had received many like traumatic experiences that Me Too movement Uh, victims could relate to and the book has like become widely known for its explicit and vulnerable content that women and other people alike could connect with and um the book is also written in a unique way because the author actually writes all of her sentences without capital letters and minimal punctuation in reference to her native language in india which was punjabi and the script gur Muki I don't know how to pronounce that because it's like Indian um, is the form that Punjabi is written in, and she brings some of her culture into the writing and this allows people for um, this allows for people to connect globally so that's kind of cool and one thing that we all have in common about our books is the topic of discovery, and
0: with that i'll t- pass you over to Mackenzie. <laughs> um so the author of the hate you give angie thomas was able to write this book through i don't want to say like her personal experiences but just how she had to figure out how to grow up as an african-american in america as well as the character star carter so that's how they can relate and that's like i'm assuming that's why she wrote to it wrote the book to connect to a lot of other african-american teenagers in america just growing up in similar situations And in my book, um, Angie Thomas goes into detail about the discovery of power, the discovery of love, and the discovery of self, which are all similar to Helena and Sarah's books because in all of our books, they all have to find, there's a lot of things they have to discover. and. Star Carter's things that she has to discover just happen to be herself, how to, like, figure out love and just love herself and other people and, um, how much power she has in her binding her voice and just figuring out that she's not just an African-American girl. She's, like, whatever she wants to be.
2: Good. Okay. <laughs> so, in the book that I read, The Alchemist, um, Santiago has to go through his long journey and within the journey he discovers like how to understand the universe and others he goes through the discovery of finding love and then also the journey of self-discovery so within the discovery of the universe he and others he is able to like understand the omens and like what the world is kind of telling him at that moment and like He's able to know, like, if he's supposed to be somewhere at a certain time and, like, how, like, others feel and, like, the language of the world and how to, like, read other people. And through the discovery of love, he he first started off when he was still a shepherd um, in love. Well, not really in love, but he always would just think about this one girl that he met um, in the market um, who was a merchant's daughter. And after a couple years he didn't get to see her so the next time he was going into the market he was going to be able to see her this one time and he kept and he had this and he like had this like um what's the word i'm looking for like eagerness to see her and and then he along the way as he goes into egypt he finds this new woman Fatima, and she has and he has to like realize how to like let her go but like still like be in love with her because like their love is true so like obviously they'll still like be in love after he leaves and then through self-discovery he's able to find out like what he is supposed to be doing and like how he like fits into like the world and like finally like how what his personal legend means and like why he's supposed to follow it so lena
1: yeah um similarly to uh sarah's book Um, the author, even though it's a, it's not fictional, um, it's actually pretty much all of her, like, experiences in life that she would write about, because after she would finish, I don't know, after she would, um, have a traumatic experience or, like, something good would happen or something bad would happen, she would always go to poetry to, like, calm her down or help her out with any situation, and with that, um... She, like, kind of discovers herself through the experiences she has been through with abuse and past relationships with family members and companions. She mentions something about how a daughter should not have to beg her father for a relationship. She's pretty much referring to the fact that her dad did leave her at the age of three, and she lacked that fatherly connection, and it kind of, it kind of left her open to that. Like, she didn't know what a, a true household man was supposed to be and you know years later she ended up getting raped by some important men in her life and I think that kind of like stopped the ability for her to have connections with any male figure ever it's just it kind of it's hard for her to open up and trust again and she said you must enter a relationship with yourself before anyone else and she's like discovering that She can't love anyone but herself before she can love someone else. And that's important because if you don't love yourself, then it's like it's hard to love anyone else after. So just trying to learn how to love yourself and figuring that out is the most important. And it is a part of the... (laughs) And she also mentions it is a part of the human experience to feel pain. Do not be afraid to open yourself to it. And then it said, like, dash evolving. I'm not sure if, like, that... Um, that's kind of important, the the signing of it. Because it's basically she's saying that it's from evolving. Like, it is a part of the human experience to feel pain. So, like, she's just saying that pain comes with being a human and living. And to not be afraid of it. So, like, it's okay to feel pain. And in order to feel happy again, you have to be able to feel pain and she's like discovering herself, like what it means to feel pain and the breaking and the loving and the healing process through opening up herself to it.
0: So with that, I'm going to pass it over to Mackenzie again. <laughs> um, yeah, to go along with what she said, Star had a really hard time um, finding herself and just learning to love herself, especially after what happened with Khalil, her friend who got shot and killed she was like, oh, I don't know if I want to actually be, like, African American or if I want to fall into, like, the expectations that the white people have of me or whatever because she went to a predominantly white school at the time. And so, all like, mostly all of her friends and her boyfriend were white. And so she was like, oh, if I just act how they act, like, everything will be fine. And um, one thing she had to do was learn how to, like, be herself while being surrounded by all the people who weren't the same as her. And... Oh. And, um... She... Um, her mom... said... Oh, wait, no. She said, when I was 12, my parents had two talks with me. One was the usual birds and bees, and the other talk was about what to do if the cops taught me. And this was important because her parents were trying to teach her how to deal with police because she's an african-american and things do happen in the country with african-americans and police and this was her discovering herself because she was finally learning like wow i'm actually african-american like i actually have to be taught these things and no child should ever have to be taught that but of course that's just how like america was working at the time and um, her parents (laughs) (laughs) her parents (laughs) Really valued that because they really wanted to emphasize the fact that yeah you're growing up around white people but that doesn't mean that you're the same as them you're not ever gonna get treated the same as them and that was just proven even further to her when her friend got shot and killed by a police officer and that really is what like caused her to jump into like figuring out who she is and just like learning that it's okay to be African American that there's ways to like
2: be herself. okay <laughs> so one of the first things that santiago has to discovered is universe and others so his so after having his dream he goes into the town or like the market to go see a gypsy to interpret the dream that he has and the dream that he has is he is in egypt by the pyramids and he's getting led by this like little child and this child's like i'm here to help you find your treasure But, like, before that the child can, like, lead him to the treasure, he wakes up. And he had this dream a couple times before. So, he asks the gypsy to interpret it. And he goes on to... And she says, like, it's in Egypt, go to Egypt. And so, on the way out of the gypsy's place, he meets this old man who calls himself a king. And as they get to talking, the king, like, reveals to him that he's, like very powerful and like he like is able to like tell if somebody's close to the their personal legend and like how to like help them get on their way so the king tells Santiago when you want something all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it so he's telling Santiago that if this is really his personal legend to find the treasure then the universe will work in his favor and will help him find it like no matter what like if it's it's what is meant to happen and so going and so after this all happens the king tells him a story to help him like like understand exactly what he's supposed to be doing so the only way that um santiago is able to go to egypt is if he sells all of his sheep because he is a shepherd and he has sheep so he needs to sell them so that he's not Like, the sheep aren't dependent on him while he's gone. So, he gives them to the king. And the king tells him the story about how this one really wise man is holding this advent. And, um... This boy is, has to, like... Is, like, wanting to see the palace. But the wise man has him hold this, like, spoon full of oil. And go around with his palace without spilling any of the oil. And as the boy comes back around, um... The wise man says, what did you see? And the boy's like, oh, I didn't see anything. I was too worried about keeping the oil in the spoon. And the wise man takes the spoon away. Or, like, the wise man tells him to go around again, not worrying about the spoon. And then when he comes back around, the spoon has no oil on it. But he saw all, like, the wonderful-likeness of the palace or, like, the kingdom. And so, in the king's story, the wise man tells the boy, the secret of happiness is to see all the marbles of the world and never to forget the drops of oil on the spoon. So, Santiago interpreted this as the drops of oil as being his sheep, as you cannot forget where he first came from with the sheep to be able to, like, achieve his dreams. And the last quote is from The Alchemist. He says, "...the existence of this world simply guaranteed that there exists a world that is perfect. God created the world so that through its visible objects, men could understand his spiritual teachings and the marvels of his wisdom." So the perfect world is basically heaven, and God created the world that we're on right now through, like, the visible, like, tangible objects that we have, so that men can understand that within, like, all these objects and, like, within the world, like, there's a place to go after, and, like, there's a place that's even better than, like, what they have right now. So he has, so Santiago has to, like, understand that, like, throughout the story, he um, he realizes that he would rather die trying to find his personal legend than not doing anything at all because dying like on the way to get your personal legend would basically be the same as dying any other day so helena so um something that sarah actually mentioned
1: um something that sarah actually mentioned was um how like the the drops of oil in the spoon and just remembering like that you need to remember where you came from and all that and i feel like the author really did this with like the way that she referred to, like, the native language that she actually spoke and then written had written her poems in, which I thought was kind of a cute little connection. <laughs> and then um, going back to, like, the topic, um, she discovers pain and breaking a lot throughout her life because she not only had, like, her father leave her when she was three and, like, the, the mass genocide that was happening in India at the time because... A lot of people of the religion of sick they were being murdered for i don't know what reason exactly I haven't done all the research on that, but the it's just it's a hard time to go through, especially as a child like that's kind of what becomes your norm, I guess, and then coming to uh Canada coming to like North America and just seeing like and having to live through the experience of being like sexually abused by people that are supposed to be your family, just it makes sense as to why she knows what that feeling is of pain and breaking considering it was a traumatic experience so she she talks about it in the book and she says you pinned my legs to the ground with your feet and demanded i stand up and so she's basically talking about how the person that was causing her all this pain forced her to become at forced her to become so low in her life that she felt pinned, like there was no way for her to get up. And then she was told to stand up at that point. And like, it's hard, especially when you're beaten down at that point, to like try and tell yourself to stand up. And having someone to tell you to stand up is just not, not a good experience. And she she's sharing her um, experience in hopes that someone can... In hopes that someone doesn't have to live through that. Or in hopes that someone who is going through that knows that they can get through it. And that they'll live to be happy once again. And um, another thing I would like to mention is that the book is split up into four parts. Or actually five. So the first section is the foreword. Then it goes to the the breaking, the healing, the loving, and the healing. And it's like all different sections of different poems about each topic. And in the breaking um, section... Uh, she mentioned our knees pried open by cousins and uncles and men's our bodies touched by all the wrong people that even a bed full of safety we are afraid and I feel like she's referring to the fact that like even after all this time that she's been like touched by people that she shouldn't have been touched by that even such a simple situation as going to bed at night and feeling that that's like your only escape is now like violated because of like all the things that have happened to her in the past. And she's discovering that like she can't be safe anymore because she can't live normally as she once did before these traumatic experiences. And then she also says, neither of us is happy, but neither of us wants to leave. So we keep breaking one another and calling it love. And this is in another section of the book, but she's talking about like her personal relationship with someone such as, an, as a companion and when she says, like, neither of us is happy, but neither neither of us wants to leave, I'm sure she's talking about, like, oh, like, she's probably in a toxic little relationship. But, like, she's comfortable where she at because, like, it's nice having someone else. <laughs> but, like, but I get that. Like, saying that we keep breaking one another, like, you constantly staying, even though the situation is bad, is actually tearing you apart more than it is supposed to bring you together and calling it love. And the fact that she's calling it love means that she isn't actually experiencing it and that it's just another, like, nickname, I guess, for whatever situation she's in. And I think that she's discovering what pain and breaking is through that, like, just having to cover it up and move on from the situation just by, like, I don't know, just by ignoring the fact that both of them are unhappy. And, yeah. So I'm going to toss it over to Mackenzie
0: again. (laughs) (laughs) So another thing, another thing, oh, another thing that, (laughs) another thing that Star has to like overcome is just figuring out that her voice actually does matter and that she can actually make a change. Even though like her friend is already dead, it's not too late to cause change in the world. And so something she says was everybody wants to talk about how Khalil died i say but this isn't about how khalil died it's about the fact that he lived his life mattered khalil lived i look at the cops again you hear me khalil lived so she was at a protest and she was invited up by this character miss Oprah, to speak in front of everybody that was at the protest and she was just talking about how like how the police and the media and just generally mostly just white people portrayed Khalil as a drug dealer and as him being in gangs and just everything like that He's society that that society just like I don't want to say expects but like they just like assume that's how African Americans act and so she was trying to convince everybody that that's not just what khalil was he was much more than that and even though he had made bad decisions bad decisions in his life he that's not what defined him and so they were using that the bad decisions that he had made to justify him dying that, to justify the police killing him or i don't know how to say that um to justify the policeman i don't know how I don't know how, I don't know how to say like singular, policeman. Is that how you say it? Yes. Policeman killing him. And uh, that wasn't right, but because they didn't want to believe that the police officer did something wrong, they were just like, oh, okay, we're just going to blame it on Khalil, even though he didn't do anything. He was the one that died. We're just going to say it was his fault. And that's, uh, like, that really angered angered Star and made her, like, want to actually make a change and speak out about it. And another thing that she said was, sometimes you can do everything right and things still go wrong the key is to never stop doing right and this is just about how star was negative about the whole situation at first and then her mindset finally changed and she was beginning to see the light at the end of the tunnel and beginning to just realize that like i can't change what happened but i can prevent future situations from like this from happening again and so um her mom was a really good example of this because her mom was telling her the story about when she was pregnant with star she was super careful super cautious about everything she did she didn't want to like mess up the pregnancy in any way and star when she was born still was not able to breathe and that just shows how like you can do everything in your power correctly and things still might not go your way and that was that really affected star because um like she had been good her whole life she had been doing the right things her whole life and she was still next to somebody when they got shot but it was almost like a positive situation in the end i don't want to say like a good thing that happened but it almost like the outcome of it was more positive for her than it was negative because it led her to start believing in herself and figuring out that yes like i can i matter in this world and She was trying to figure out her both her her identities at the same time, like how to act around African Americans and how to act around white people. Um, because she had to incorporate both without acting like she had to fulfill the expectations of one while also not acting like the other one, which was I know was really hard for her. And with that note, I'm just gonna pass it on to Sarah.
2: Okay. So one of the next things that yes that he goes through to discover is love so yeah so in the very beginning of the story he how i said that he was eager to see like the merchant's daughter he he um he says well he thinks he recognized that he was feeling something he had never experienced before the desire to live in one place forever with the girl with raven hair his days would never be the same so he's talking about the merchant's daughter and how he is realizing that love like will take like the commitment that he might not be able to like provide because he's a shepherd the only reason he became a shepherd was because he wanted to travel and like traveling is hard when you're trying to be in a committed relationship Oh, long so distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: wait what time did this book take
2: place in like, like- like, early, times. Know, early, early times, early times, yeah. No,
1: imagine long distance in the early times. That's gonna be so hard. <laughs> yeah, like long distance.
2: There wasn't it's any text, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. okay. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um. So, then when he meets Fatima, he he says, or I guess he thinks this too. And the boy sat there by the well for a long time, remembering that one day in Tarifa, the Levantor had brought to him the perfume of a woman and realizing that he had loved her before, he even knew she existed. He knew that his love for her would enable him to discover every treasure in the world. So when he first met her, he had smelled that perfume that he is now, like, remembering. And so he's realizing, like, this is his one true love. Like, this is the woman that, like, God has, like, put in life for him. Like, this is what is written on, like, in him.
0: Wait, he, before
2: he met her? Mm-hmm like this perfume is like the reason like he knows like cuz she's wearing that yeah. perfume Yeah,
0: it on the paper. Oh well, no, yeah, she I'm confused. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Let her finish. Okay.
2: So like she this Fatima is wearing the perfume that he oh. was like given a long time ago oh, okay. while that like person was telling her like him like this is like the How you're gonna find... Yeah. Okay. okay. And then on his way out of the Oasis where Fatima is like as he's leaving with the alchemist to go find the pyramids the alchemist tells him if what one finds is made of pure matter it will never spoil and one can always come back if what you have found was only a moment of light like an explosion of a star you will find nothing on your return so he's basically telling Santiago to not worry because if he truly believes like Fatima is his one true love then she will stay here like she'll stay waiting as women of the deserts do like stay waiting for their husbands so Helena
1: oh I'm not ready Oh, hold on, hold on. Yes, I am ready. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just typing something out. Okay, so to finish it up with my last um, thing, so um, the next topic I would like to talk about is um, the discovery of love and healing. And so she says, accept yourself as you were designed. So she's basically saying that, that everyone should... Okay, um everyone should just basically accept themselves for who they are because they can't change the design. they can't change the blueprint of what they are, and that accepting it is the only way that you're going to be able to move forward and grow from all the pain that you've dealt with and all that and if you're broken and they have left you, do not question whether you were enough. The problem was you weren't you were so enough they were not able to carry it. She's referring to the fact that like if a person leaves you and they have they they, they left you broken. Um, to pick up all the pieces, you shouldn't question whether you were the problem and like that you it was your fault, but more that it was like you were enough, but the other person was not able to handle it. And here you are living despite it all. And this is like one of the last few poems. So she's basically referring to all the pain and all the, the traumatic experiences she has endured over her entire life. And the fact that she's still living and she's made it through despite it all means that like, you're okay, like, you're going to be fine, and that you're eventually going to heal yourself, and the fact that you're able to overcome all those obstacles is just showing that she's discovering that you are here and you are able to make it. And with that, I feel like...
0: Our, all of our books can relate to that. Kinda. Yeah. yeah. Because my book is just, like... And glitters. it's kind of weird glitters. how we all, like,
1: we're able to relate our books, even they're though... So they're so different. <laughs> they're so different,
0: because <laughs> we've got... Mm,
1: Old distance relation, old distance relationship, <laughs> police racism. brutality, and a poetry book. <laughs> so that's kind of cool. Sexual okay. Abuse. Yes. Yes. For real. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye, Mr. Wrong. Bye. Mr. <laughs>